Natalie Andrews. I'm a congressional reporter for The Wall Street Journal, and I cover House Republicans. Could you just, like, summarize what's going on right now? Sheer chaos? Is that allowed? (laughs) Sheer chaos. I feel like every time I talk to you, that's sheer chaos in Congress. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's chaos because the U.S. government is running up against its debt ceiling. And whenever that happens, Congress has to vote to raise it. If they don't do it in time, it could cause huge problems for the U.S. economy. But Republicans, who just took control of the House of Representatives, say they won't vote to raise the ceiling without conditions. The deadline is approaching, and this week, House Republicans are going to put a bill on the floor that's their opening negotiation. So... This is kind of Republicans putting down their first mark and saying, hey, Joe Biden, you asked for our plan. This is our plan. Now come back to the table and let's talk. This sounds like a very high stakes battle. Yeah, this is the country has never defaulted on its debt, but a few times they have gone to the brink and this fight looks like it's going to go to the brink as well. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, April 25th. Coming up on the show, the GOP's opening salvo in the battle over the debt ceiling. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Just about every year, the U.S. government spends more than it brings in. And as a result, the country currently has about $31.4 trillion of debt. The U.S. actually already bumped up against the debt ceiling in January, meaning the government can't borrow any more money right now. So the debt has been kind of hovering over around $31.4 trillion for the past several months because the Treasury Department is doing what it calls extraordinary measures, which are like accounting maneuvers that kind of suspend investments for certain accounts in order to continue putting out Social Security payments, etc. So the government has kind of been like paying bills, but sort of shifting money around and doing all this kind of funky stuff in order to like keep the lights on. But it's only temporary. Yeah, you know, like if you paid your rent and then got paid and shifted some things around and kind of got tricky with money in order to make it to the next month, that's kind of what the government's been doing since January until they hit the what is known as like the X date, which is the day that Janet Yellen will say, okay, guys, we've hit it hard. Like, we can no longer do these extraordinary measures. That X date is when the U.S. truly defaults on its debts. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the X date could be as early as June. And if it arrives before Congress lifts the ceiling, the U.S. won't be able to pay for things like Social Security, military salaries, food stamps, and Medicare. Here's Yellen in March. 
In my assessment and those of economists across the board, a default on our debt would trigger an economic and financial catastrophe. I urge all members of Congress to come together to address the debt limit without conditions and without waiting until the last minute. Walk me into how we got into this current debt fight. Like, how did we find ourselves here? It was not always this way, but I think you've seen it become more of a concern, especially when I travel to really red Republican districts. They talk a lot about the nation's debt. It's a major concern. Over the past two decades, Congress has been bankrupting our nation. I think it's important that we not make it easy to raise the debt limit. So long as the Democratic majority continues to insist on spending money hand over fist, Republicans will refuse to help them lift the debt ceiling. So the debt ceiling is weird. A lot of people talk about it as though it's your credit card limit. And it's a little bit different than that, because the reason why the country is hitting the debt ceiling or hit it already is because they already agreed to spend the money. But even though the government has already agreed to to spend the money or or promised to spend the money or bought things, the debt limit says the U.S. government can't actually put the money out. Yeah. The general thought is that if the country could no longer pay its bills, it would be madness. It does sound, though, like a man-made crisis, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is a limit that Congress put on itself in order to have this discussion every year or so. Republicans say this is a tool. We should be using this tool to discuss why we're hitting this ceiling and look at cutting spending. Last week, Republicans, led by Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, released a plan that would raise the debt ceiling in exchange for aggressive spending cuts. They would like to roll back how much the government can spend next year to the levels that they spent two years ago. They'd like to vote to cancel President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. They'd like to pull back anything unspent in terms of COVID funding that the government has approved previously but hasn't been spent. But they also want to repeal portions of the Inflation Reduction Act that Congress passed last year, the Democrats passed last year, and they were very proud of. And they'd like to add in more work requirements for government programs, like if you're eligible for food stamps. Here's McCarthy in a speech last week. We are seeing in real time the effects of reckless government spending, record inflation, and the hardship that it causes. Kevin McCarthy, probably out of anyone in this debate and fight, has the most at stake here. Without exaggeration, American debt is a ticking time bomb that will detonate unless we take serious, responsible action. He himself is deeply concerned about the rising debt. And to win the speakership over, he made a lot of promises concerning cutting spending. And so House Republicans want to see Kevin McCarthy stand strong, stand firm, and get Joe Biden to agree to those promises that he made to his House Republicans. Democrats say they don't want to negotiate. But I will not let anyone use the full faith and credit of the United States as a bargaining chip. United States of America, we pay our debts. So far, Democrats are standing pretty much together saying that they want a clean debt ceiling increase. They would like an up-down vote, raise the debt ceiling, set a limit, and done. For McCarthy, getting Democrats to negotiate isn't his only challenge. 
he also has to keep his own party in line. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kevin McCarthy had a hard time becoming Speaker of the House. It took 15 votes over five days, longer than any speaker since before the Civil War. No member-elect having received a majority of the votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. A speaker has not been elected. A speaker has not been elected. McCarthy struggled because members of his own party kept voting against him. They considered him not conservative enough. Now, McCarthy needs many of those same far-right Republicans to vote to raise the debt ceiling without alienating the party's centrists. This is Kevin McCarthy's really first showdown. This matters more to Kevin McCarthy than anyone else. But Natalie says it's going to be difficult for McCarthy to get all House Republicans to stand behind him. So he's been working with what he's dubbed the five families. It's a Godfather reference. And it's the five kind of caucuses inside the House Republican Conference. So the moderates, then you have the House Freedom Caucus on the right, you have the mainstream Republicans, there's a few groups, there's five. And so he's called it the meetings of the five families, which he talks to and has tried to come up with some sort of consensus on what these groups would agree to on a debt ceiling increase. I've talked to a lot of House Republicans and A lot of these things they agree on, it's just a matter of the details, and that's where things get sticky. McCarthy has a slim majority in the House and can't lose more than four Republican votes. And some Republicans have pushed back against his plan. Some want more stringent work requirements for food stamps. And there are concerns about cuts to renewable energy rebates. So what happens if McCarthy can't get the House Republicans on board to vote for this? He'll have egg on his face, and it lowers his negotiation power with Joe Biden considerably. If he can pass this bill and then say, hey, Joe Biden, look how we are all in agreement. We can pass a bill on our own. That gives him a hand to walk into a negotiating table. If he can't even get an agreement among his conference, it doesn't look so good. If McCarthy is able to get this bill passed, it still has to go to the Senate, which is controlled by Democrats, who are presumably not likely to support this bill, right? Yes, this bill is dead on arrival. What's the point then of passing this bill if it's already dead on arrival? Because House Republicans want to show that they're united around some sort of plan. 
It is a demonstration of a House Republicans having priorities, and this is where their priorities are. And how has President Biden reacted to this bill so far? It's a non-starter for Joe Biden. I mean, several of these items that House Republicans are wanting to end are programs that the Democratic-controlled Congress passed in the last two years, or that Biden himself put out there, like, even last year, is the student loan forgiveness program? He's not going to agree to that. He's not going to even entertain that. The Inflation Reduction Act or the Climate Change and Healthcare Bill, that was a campaign promise fulfilled for Joe Biden, who is getting ready to run for re-election. These are non-starters for him. But he's going to get pressure now that House Republicans have passed something, if they do, to continue discussions. Because ultimately, Joe Biden and the the Democrats do need House Republicans to support raising the debt limit because Republicans control the House. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy controls what comes to the floor. So if Kevin McCarthy doesn't like what's being put out there, he's not going to bring it for a vote. So what does this bill say about what's to come on the debt ceiling? This is going to be a fight. I think that this shows how far away House Republicans are from Joe Biden and how much they see this as a win. I traveled with Chip Roy in Texas. He's a House Freedom Caucus member two weeks ago. He got applause when he said this was going to be a fight. He said, if you thought the speakership battle was a fight, just wait till you get to the debt ceiling fight. And his supporters clapped. They applauded. So that's where they're coming from. They know this is a win from Republican voters. Republican voters want to see them stand up and be able to say, we reduce the nation's debt. But eventually, Congress has to do something. Now that tax day is behind us, the Treasury Department says it'll have a better sense of when that X date will actually arrive. Congress needs a deadline. So when Janet Yellen says, hey guys, this is the day that you need to come together, I would expect to go right up to that day. I still have a hard time wrapping my head around why this happens and continues to happen. Because if we don't raise the debt ceiling, it could do serious harm to the economy. And so if we reach that point, it would be, in a lot of ways, a self-inflicted wound on the U.S. economy. It makes sense to wonder why Congress is doing this. They see this as a time when they can win over negotiations. They see this as a time when, because it is so serious, There's concessions, there's a negotiation to be had. Joe Biden doesn't. Joe Biden says, no, we should raise a debt ceiling. We shouldn't stress people out. This isn't worth stressing people out. That's generally the Democratic position. But Republicans see this as a rare chance to lower the nation's debt, and that's a really important priority to them. Great. Um, Any final thoughts, takeaways? Um, The best part about this is I'm having a baby at the end of June. And so when I interview lawmakers, I just keep asking them if they're going to pass this before or after I leave. (laughs) That is awesome. I love that. Literally, every time I talk to Tom Emmer or Steve Scalise or anyone, I've been like, so, but do you pass this before or after I leave? I have a baby. When's your ex date? My ex date is uh, June 28th. 
June 28th. That's exciting. Congratulations. That's all for today, Tuesday, April 25th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Lindsay Wise and Andrew Duran. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.